This is a podcast from Minute Media. So I'm kind of mad at myself. Welcome in to the Windy City Podcast. We're doing YouTube now. Go to the YouTube. You can see me and you can see Glenn Kozlowski, former Chicago Bear, who I've done Bears radio with uh, for the last seven years. He'll be joining in a bit here. But we're going to talk about George McCaskey and his press conference. And I guess most importantly, the Bears moving forward, firing Ryan Pace and, and firing Matt Nagy, which I should have stuck to my guns and I'm kind of kicking myself. There's no way that Ryan Pace was coming back here. It made no sense. You're going to keep Pace and have him hire another coach after a 48 and 66 record and seven years of going to the playoffs once and never winning a playoff game. It just made no sense. So doing what they did was what they had to do. Now you get to the press conference today and you're hoping, you are hoping beyond hope that George McCaskey is going to step up there and sound different and not even say the name Ted Phillips, only to say that Ted is in charge of building a stadium in Arlington Heights and we can't wait to see what he will do. But that's not what you heard. The Windy City Podcast with Glenn Kozlowski starts right now. Pleased to be joined by my good friend, my buddy, my radio partner, and uh, longtime, longtime Chicago Bear slash Bear fan for many years now, Glenn Kozlowski. An office ball champion, I might add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cheated in office ball. It Whatever. was it, it was it was it's disgusting. A win and a loss, Mark. It's it's Glenn would lean over the plate in office ball and he would take, you know, if I hit him, then he would say that he was you it's were on first. Yeah, right, right, right. It was cheating. But here, listen, Whatever. bottom line, we've been doing shows all year long. Nobody thought that they were going to fire both Pace and Nagy when it got towards the end. So are you surprised that that was the decision? No, I knew all along it was going that route. You can't listen. George McCaskey, I put faith in him. I don't put faith in his ability necessarily to identify a new general manager because they haven't done a job real well on that. But he will take responsibility. He could look at those numbers, and it was obvious. They both had to go. I mean, honestly, they they basically robbed all the draft choices and they have nothing to show. Right. And I listen, logically, that's how it, it, it all added up. But here, here's how I it's when you're talking about logic, it doesn't exist. I get it. In the NFL, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Well, well but, but but when we're talking about logic. George has been here for 11 seasons in this role. He's got a record of 79 and 100. And yes, as he said on the, on his zoom today that he answers to the board, but logically he should fire himself. He should step. Yes. Go ahead. Though Mark. And here's why he's one of the owners of the team on that board. It's an executive board. There's three members on that board. Um, you know, I don't have to disclose who they are, but Virginia's one of them. Brian McCaskey's one of them. And there, there is their partner that's on that executive board. He does answer to them, but you're not going to fire yourself. You're, you're an owner of the team. You, you don't do it, right? What, what you can do, though, think of the Blackhawks. What did the Blackhawks do? Well, they hired John McDonough, and the world went uh, flipped upside down, and they started winning Stanley Cups, Right. So it, it's not about how, what ownership does as much as it is identifying a football person and putting them in place. And they've been horrible at doing that. 
and they're going about it the same exact way. George is going to well, but that's what they say. So George is going to sit in a room and Ted is going to be in the room and they are going to consult with now Bill Polian this time, who is now the Ernie Arcosi of 2022. <laughs> Go ahead. Bill Polian is 79 years old. Bill Polian's had a lot of success. He was the general manager of the Buffalo Bills when they went to the playoffs, when they went to the Super Bowl four straight years, never won it, won a Super Bowl with the Colts, beat the Bears. Okay, long-time, long-time NFL guy. But he's 79 years old. He's also not without fault. He looked at – he's looked like if you go to today's game, he looked at Lamar Jackson, who was a, who won an MVP, and he thought he was, should have been a receiver. So – it's the old, it's the old school mentality. I get it, Mark, and you're yeah. right. Um, and that is the flaw. I, I think if the Bears would do anything, you have a bunch of former players that are right there in, in Chicago that are doing media, and they've got their ear to the ground, and they know the modern NFL. You you sit and talk with those guys, and you don't have to take, you know, you don't have to make it a committee. But if you just reached out, every one of them, including myself, would share our opinion and at least give you insight on what's new and what's updated. And if they do that, they'll have a chance to hire somebody good. But you're right, Mark. It's going to go old school again, and it's you know, it starts with your GM, but it doesn't have to be a general manager. It can be an operations guy. That just oversees everything and brings in the head coach and does that. So, and I remind you back to what I said, as far as firing yourself, I'm not saying he should fire himself out of the organization, but just get, get, get rid of yourself out of the role. But who does it then? Ted Phillips? Right. right. Well, what you just, what you, what you just identified (laughs) was here, you want, you're talking to Bill Polian now you read his book and that's going to be your guy. Bill doesn't want that job. Well, Okay, if he doesn't want the job because he's 79 and he's already gone about it, then then hire somebody who does. The Minnesota Vikings just fired Rick Spielman. I've heard there's a I'm not going to get into throwing out tons of names, but, you know, just listen to everybody talk. guys out there. You're right. right. You want you want to offer somebody a, a promotion to to a president's role or around the game of football who's been successful on the general manager side and you get to be the president of the iconic Chicago Bears. You can find that guy. Maybe that's what that's what he should be saying to Bill. Hey, Bill, I want completely out of this. I want to have no. I do. I, I do. I never want to sit here and have a press conference again. This, this is not in, I want a president to address the media each year. The only time that I ever want to see the media again is if I have to fire the president. And I better not want to have to do that in the next 10 years. So, by the way, I probably am going to be dead and gone and out of here unless I get to live to 100 like my mom, Virginia, God bless her, who just turned 99. But he he's still in the in the mix. And he was pushed. I mean, Mark Potash asked some great questions. A bunch of people did. But, hey, George, you suck at this is basically what they were saying to him. Why are you why do you get another chance to do it? And his answer was, well, the board. And it's like, no, 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 no. Look in the mirror. Yeah, but the the truth is, the real answer is, Mark, you're right. And all this is, you know, I get it. But we don't live in a fair world. (laughs) He's the owner of the team. He's one of the 13 owners of this team. And that's the world he lives in. So he's not going to fire himself. We can rant and rave all we want. It's not going to happen because, quite frankly, he owns the team. And he's going to do it his way. Here's the thing about George. He wants to win. 
it matters to him. That's the craziest part. And I know fans will want to punch me in the face for saying that because he's not showing it, right? It's The production is awful. This guy wants to win more than anyone. He just doesn't have the, the little secrets on how to do it, the secret sauce. Did, did you know him when you were playing? Of course. George was – I love George, and he was a ticket guy. And, you know, from week to week, he'd want to beat me up half the time. And he was one of the guys that would probably throw down with you. So when I talk about George, he's an emotional guy and he cares. And, you know, that can work in your favor if you harness it in the right way. Um, But George loves his team. And he, like Brian, did it from the bottom up. He worked as a a ball boy and he did everything that you're supposed to do in that organization and worked his way up. So you like George, you just don't think he's very good at his job, correct? I like George and I think that George has felt miserably at identifying a general manager and then letting the general manager hire his coaches. And literally, I think that they ought to take a look at the entire organization and, 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 and basically re-interview everybody and figure it all out and, and put the best team possible together. Because I think there's some dead weight there that they could probably cut loose, right? Not talking about the whole organization has to function properly. Yep. And, and look, they've, they've, they're employing a couple other people in the room for the hiring, which I think is, is fine. Tanisha Wade is their senior vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so, yes. You have, yes, to, do like, you have let, to do that in the NFL. Yeah, let's make it an all-encompassing process. That is a good thing. And then uh, he also talked about having Soup in the room, who I, didn't, I did not know who Soup was. But Soup apparently has, is a very likable guy, Kaz. Um, Lamar Campbell, who's uh, been with the Bears for a while now, is also going to be in the room uh, doing, doing at least a- asking some of the questions uh, to who, whatever they're going to do. I, there was two things that, that stuck in Lamar Campbell's title. He's the vice president of player engagement. But okay, there's two things that stood out to me in the press conference today. They, they asked him, are you committed to hiring a general manager before you hire a coach? And he said, we would like it to go that way. That's the preferred thing. But, but if we find a coach that we like, we're not going to necessarily wait on the GM. George, stick to your guns. You're, the, whoever you hire to run your football operations, your GM, he'll find the coach. You can't jump the coach, uh, jump the GM. Yeah, the GM. You can't, but, you know, if the GM is more difficult to identify. It just is. And right. there's a little trick to it. And there's a secret, you know, I call it the secret sauce, but you've got to have football people that have been around a while and not retired, I might add, but have been around and still involved in the game and pay attention to what's happening in the game. Those are the guys you got to surround yourself with. But you can listen. If, if Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to throw out one name, right? Jim Harbaugh's sitting there and he's bringing in Roman and he's going to bring in Vic Fangio because Fangio is looking for a job right now. And they, you know, they had, that was a dream team in San Francisco where they 49 and 19 in the NFL. I mean, Harbaugh, that those two guys had tremendous success there. If you got a shot at them, you got to take it. And then you go with your coach trying to identify a GM. It could work either way. You think Bill Belichick cares? I mean, do you think uh, the GM that works for Bill Belichick has more power than him? Of course not. He calls the shots. Right. But okay. So if you're doing it that way, then your GM is subservient to the coach. I don't, I don't love that. I, you see it around the end. You know, I, 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 uh, like this is the dude you answer to him and he's, you know, you're not, 
you're not getting the Bill coach Belichick, should have but, the right. The coach should have the right to fire anybody he wants on his roster. The GM provides a talent. The head coach should be able to build his team the way he wants to. And that's how the GM holds him accountable for what he did with that team and the talent. So, okay, here, let's rewind back and just and go with that point that let's say Harbaugh's there and you got to move now and you got to have him. Do you think Jim's worth doing that for? You're saying yes. A hundred percent. I do. Cause he, he checks most of the boxes. Okay. I think Les Frazier would be a great hire for him too. Completely different approach than Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh's going to be in your face. Like you said, he's a lunatic, right? And he is, but he's a lunatic, a crazy lunatic in a good way that can motivate NFL players. Cause we've seen him do it in San Francisco. They talked to Josh McDaniels last time. That name's going to be out there. No, he, he's a great offensive coordinator. He went back to New England because he was exposed as a head coach. You know, um, Matt Nagy is probably a pretty good coach in a position, but he's not a head coach. It's clear, right? So I think, you know, McDaniels is a guy that is comfortable, gets paid well, and he, he's not going to be able to handle all the issues that are in today's NFL. My favorite moment of the press conference today, or at least one of them, Matt Nagy, according to George, came up to George and said, hey, George, who do you want starting at quarterback? Like, like basically asked him. Are you kidding me? No, he, he asked him. Now, I think he was doing it because he wanted George to be on board. Buy, buy in. Yeah. And so George's response, like, I'm uncomfortable that you're even asking me that question, which is like, I'm, so I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, Matt, do you have any friends advising you? Because the last thing you need, like, I mean, I would have asked a friend, hey, do you think I should go as George, who's who I should start a quarterback? And then if I was Matt's friend, I would tell him, don't ask him. That dude knows absolutely nothing. You're the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Don't ask George McCaskey. I don't care how friendly you think you are with the guy. This is your job. He's not going to ask you how to, you know, what, what you think about what about Arlington Heights. It, it's, yeah. That's, he, yeah, it's, it's two different deals. He lost his confidence, right? I mean, you're asking- 100%. He, listen, every, every interview he did, he made no sense. And you just go, boo, 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 and you're just listening to him. And you, after you, after he leaves, you lose 10 IQ points. And you're like, yeah, I'm not bright anyway. And I just lost, lost 10 more. And I'm even dumber and stupider, if that's a word, than I was before he came <laughs> in. So he had no confidence the last four years. The whole deal about, you know, asking George or collaborations, the minute a head coach goes there, he's getting fired because you're the only guy. Here's what happens. They don't say, hey, that defense sucked this week. They say Matt Nagy sucked, right? And that's what that's what the talking heads are going to say. He is the face and he owns the record. And that's what you got to do. So you got to You're paid to make those tough calls. It's not hard. It It's not, but. I, sometimes the, the waiting part of it is he never fired good. in the day. He asked him that question, right? Is the day George should have said, we're having a press conference on Monday <laughs> and I'm going to have to let you go because if you're asking me and George would say, Hey, I've been around football, but I don't, I'm not going to, he's not going to get into the details. That should have been immediately. I got to get rid of this guy because he has no clue. I, I would have brought him into my office. What did you say here? Uh, Matt, come here. Come, come, come sit down. Hey, hey, Matt. Hey, Junior. L- 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 Matt, let me tell you something. Listen, 
I was the ticket guy here for 30 years. Okay. And, 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 and and I get promoted in this position. Okay. And I'm trying to do the best I can, but trust me when I tell you this, don't ever ask me about quarterbacks, cornerbacks, linebackers, or anything. I am here. The only way. And what he said, the thing, how are you going to know how to evaluate these people is what, what one of the questions was today. He's like, well, it's a bottom line business. Did you win or did you lose? That's all he knows. Right. What is, what is, what it was the record and what is the temperature of the public? And right. is it bad? Those are the two it, most important things. That, and for, for him, he's not good. So there, I, do you clearly, think Maggie came in and sat on his lap and then George <laughs> gave him a lollipop? And I said, okay, Maddie, tell me about this. Do you need a milkshake? Do you want some fries with this too? And then Matt would share his feelings and he just would say to George, well, I just want to be me, but. I don't know what I should do. Why did you give me these, all of these important decisions? I have a hard time throwing my red flag for crying out loud. That would have been a great one. Hey, George, I don't know if you saw, but on my play card, I've got be you and I'm trying to be me, but I want to know what you think about me being me. And should I, and should I play Justin Fields? Cause I'm not sure. You you might want me to play fields but i kind of want to play my friend andy his name's andy dalton uh that's the craziest part the guy that gives him the best chance and i'm telling you if you play junior high football you know nick Foles is the guy that gives you the best chance to win if you're trying to win he's your starter i don't care what happened the year before you had injuries you've added players around him he could make plays for you but he went with dalton so that was another indictment on on him and his entire coaching staff and that was another thing that George said today. The first game of the year when they played at the Rams, we had a receiver go to the ground and nobody touched him. Eddie Jackson was in there on that one. And then in the last game of the year, we had a receiver go to the ground and nobody touched him again, Jalen Johnson. So it's like, Oh, George, you're, you're paying attention to this. That's embarrassing to you. You don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want the bears to be embarrassed, right? You, you don't you, want Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you after he smoked a couple of bowls, right? right you don't want right, that. Not that right. I'm saying he smokes bowls. I'm just saying he looks like he's, <laughs> he always looks like he's stoned this year, doesn't he? I mean, I'm not saying he does. I, again, that is just, that's a joke, folks. We're not, we're not saying he smokes dope. I'm just saying he could, then he kind of reminds you of like that stoner in high school. Now, Hey dude, I have a California um, actress as my fiance and I'm just chilling, bro. But he lights you up too. Dude's got a great vibe. Congrats to Aaron. And it was embarrassing this moment this year in Soldier Field. I thought it was awesome because he does. He owns us. So there was also, uh, just giving you some press conference highlights. Olin Krutz last week said on the score that the Bears came to him and offered him 15 bucks an hour to be the offensive line assistant or whatever. and Olin's like, stick it. I'm not working for you for 15 bucks. And then so then they asked, they asked him today, hey, George, is that report about Olin and $15 true? And then he, he called Olin a liar. He's like, yeah, with Olin, you, you got to know that you get half the truths. You don't, you don't really get everything. Here's uh, what happens, and I'll tell you how this works in the NFL. And Olin is the perfect example of a guy that the organization would want. He's Polynesian, right? So he fits the box. He knows football. What they do in the NFL, you come in and you're an assistant and they don't even make you a quality control guy yet. And you answer to everybody except for, and they usually don't pay anything. So if Owen got 15 bucks, offered 15 bucks an hour, 
that's pretty good because Ron Rivera, Ron, one of my dearest friends, when he did it, he and I were partners on the radio. We had an insurance brokerage together. He did it for free for that first year. And he did. And then he got hired. And that first job he got was a quality control guy and didn't make much. So they force you to earn your stripes in the NFL if you want to coach. Right. And so he's made, he's, he thinks he was disrespected. Who George does? No, Olin thinks that Olin. offer was disrespected. No, of course, but Olin would because that's what I love about Olin. You know what Olin is? He's the toughest guy I know, and he doesn't care. And if you want him, pay him. I get where Olin's coming from. And, you know, sit down and talk with Olin. That kid knows football, and he knows line play better than most coaches in the NFL, other than the old grizzly old guys that have been around for forever. Olin knows the game. So I get where Olin's coming from, and, you know, that's why he said no. Why would he? He didn't want to have to pay his dues, and I don't blame him. That's his call. But that's okay. The other side of it, though, is that that's the process. You work for very little. Work. Yeah, and, and then, uh, then you move up the ladder quickly in theory, and now all of a sudden you're getting paid a really nice wage, and maybe if you want to be a head coach someday, you're making money that's uh, absurd. Money. Which, yeah. which is another thing here, by the way. If they want Jim Harbaugh, that is a $10 million a year hire, right? Big deal. Big you, deal. you dropped $18 million on a quarterback that we saw in week, what, 16? That might have been you could play quarterback better than Glennon could. You would have at least thrown it up for grabs. That guy just hung on to it and got sacked and fumbled all day. So when we were doing Hampton OB this year, there was a, two kind of simultaneous arguments going on that I want you to try to clarify up here. One was that the coaching staff stinks and they're not getting the best of their talent. The other side of it is that Ryan Pace has got to go. Well, that's because the talent isn't good enough. So when you look forward – Whoever's coming in here, I mean, what level of talent are the, do they have? Like, I think they have good talent. They're horrible up front, Mark. We've talked about it. They're all line. They have to get better up front. We have receivers that can stretch the field. I think with the right offensive coordinator, we would know how to use Justin Fields. He still has that throwing motion that they have to fix, or he's going to be. Remember, what's the guy, Bortles? Down in Jacksonville. You just Blake Bortle. You Blake Bortle, Justin Fields. That was his problem. Think about his motion. He had that long looping motion, and you can't make that throw in the NFL. That 18-yard comeback gets intercepted all day long with that long motion. You got to fix the motion on it. Yeah, I just think it makes sense. Draft form to boot. You you look at what he does well, right? You and you and you take that and you and and you try to build on it. This is what he does well. You know, and, and maybe you can fix the motion to a certain extent, but like he is who yeah. he is. You, you've got, so, you have to have somebody who understands his talents. Right. Lamar Jackson doesn't have a perfect throwing motion is my point. He's had a very, very, very successful NFL career. There's something with fields. I think. Huntley? How about Huntley there now? Sure. This kid sure. Looks, I mean, he's going to be a starter somewhere next year. You watch if they don't sign him for enough, he'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, so, okay. You think there is talent. You think they need help up front. So you went up front in football. I, right. All right. I guess I'm, I'm not still trying to kill you. I'm not trying to buzz kill you on it. I'm telling you, you're a lot closer than you realize you're aging on defense. And that's, the, that's the difficult part because you're, you're, you know, you've got contracts that you can't get, you know, you're going to have to get rid of some of this money because it's not going to play and you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. I guess the, the argument that I'm twisting myself around it is if there is talent, then maybe Pace didn't do as bad of a job as people think that he did. But it was all free agents and aging veterans. 
Yeah. That is the problem. You build your your drafts when you Super Bowls. And, and, and I'm not, but for the record, let me just look in the camera. I'm not saying they should have kept Ryan Pace. I'm not saying they should have uh, they should have kept Matt Nagy. I do I do wonder though, and this is more on the Nagy. This is more on the Nagy side of it. Like I do wonder. You telling me a great coach comes in here and this team's going to start winning? Thou, I will be surprised if if the, I'm not saying they're going to be six and eleven next year, seven and ten, whatever. But if they. I'll just be surprised if they turn into a, a playoff football team next season. I'll, uh, it, it would be, I will, I'll raise up my hand and say, wow, I was wrong. Nagy was even that much worse than I thought he was. And I don't even think he was good, but I don't think there's that much talent in the room. Well, let me ask you this. They beat the Raiders. Raiders okay. are going to the playoffs this year, aren't they? Yeah, but With that was. the most horrendous stuff. You match up talent to talent. Would you take Jacobs or Montgomery? i take Montgomery. Uh, right now, Carr is a better player at quarterback, and that's the most important position, right? But I'm telling you, player for player, you look around the NFL, it's a week-to-week league. How is that? Because there's enough talent now, and the guys that are always there are the coaches. The great coaches are always playing in the uh, playoffs. That guy in Green Bay, that young guy that looks uh, like he's 12, he might be the best coach in the NFL right now. If you look at his record, he's going. He probably will go to three NFC Championship games in his first three years. Is he pretty good? Matt Lafleur's done a great job, and the Raiders game happened around the Gruden time, so they were they were messed up. But and and the Raiders are also the seven seed, so like not really shooting for that. But by the way, to your Raiders point, credit to them for riding the ship and getting in and and beating right. and and beating the Chargers to do it. Although I don't know what the Chargers were doing. Well, that uh, coach has no clue. And how he keeps his job is amazing to me because he should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs if he just took field goals in that game, right? The little, little too much analytics. For, fourth and one at your own 19, punt the ball, dude. Punt the ball. How crazy was that? And the three points, was it a difference in the game? You're damn right it was. That's why they went to overtime. Well, and also, like, if you're going to go all in, then maybe you go for two at the end of the game and, and try to win it versus going to OT his decisions all didn't add up together. Like you could have the moment to be as ballsy as you want to be was probably at the end when they could have went for two and won the game out. Right. And yeah. you know, that's what the bears did when Nagy finally realized that he was going to get fired and he threw caution to the wind and actually played the odds on the road. You go for two at home. You kick the extra point. Why? Cause you feel like you have a home field advantage. It's, it's it, to me, it's simple. It's simple uh, math, right? That, that's a great place to end uh, this pod is what moment in time will you remember most from the Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace era? What stands out? Is it the go for two Demir Bird moment where Matt Nagy finally came out there? Is it the double doink? Is it a zillion of his press coverages? What stands out from this whole thing that you will try to forget, but will always remember? Is well, I think the two things for me is both of them doing interviews. I never knew what the hell they said at the end of it. And I was confused. And I started questioning my knowledge of football going, what, what the hell did they say? I, I don't know. And I'm going, but I know what I see and what I see is awful. Right? So yeah, that will always be, they would just talk stupid circles about nothing. It was like a Seinfeld episode for what? Seven years. Yeah. I, I mean, I got there yesterday. Hey, Hey, Hey Matt, I'm going to miss you, buddy. I mean, seriously. I'm going to miss the interviews because you it, don't know what he said. It was such a trip. Every single one of them that you just didn't know. You didn't know what was going to happen. You just knew it was going to be really bad and you'd be scratching your head. But like there was some sadistic uh, enjoyment to the whole thing. Well, Here's the one thing I will say as we, we 
close the chapter on Nagy. I hope people go easy on him because he still has. You know, I raised four sons, and, you know, we forget sometimes that these guys are still human beings, and there is a certain level of respect you should show, right? And you could call him a horrific coach, but, you know, keep in mind that he's still a, a guy with kids and he's trying to survive. So and that's, a- that's, that's the part that sucks about it. Man, Nagy right. was a nice guy. Good Great person. Day. You know, he, he wasn't talking down. He, he wasn't, he was, he was literally never an asshole. And, and we didn't hear from pace much, but I, I would also say that Ryan pace, probably a pretty nice guy. Oh yeah. So, he, and, he was and, in his car, you know, and he has a whole car story and that's why he drafted Mitch yeah. Trubisky because Mitch had a crappy car too. Well, that's not why you draft players. You draft players because they can play. Look, I take Aaron Rodgers and AD tomorrow on my team. If I was a general manager, right. I'd get AD some help. I'd get him some therapy, but I'd keep him on the field if I could because those two can play. Kazi, appreciate you being on DeWindy, brother. You got it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Another dollar, another 10 cents, right? Thanks for watching DeWindy City YouTube. Hit that like button, subscribe so you know when we're on. Kaz, we'll do it again, brother. Appreciate you. And for it.